Hey everyone, aloha, and welcome to episode 86 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. As you probably have remembered from last week, this is going to be the first of a two-week run where we are doing the rewind and going back to two of our most popular episodes from the past, as I am currently in Hawaii and not in Orlando. As I tried to figure out what we wanted to do for these two weeks since I would be gone, I thought for those that may have joined this podcast audience later rather than sooner, you may not have gone through and checked through all the archives. And hey, face it, this is episode 86. There's a lot of episodes to go through. I picked two of my favorites, which also happened to be two of our most listened to episodes. So this week for episode 86, we're going to revisit episode 10, which was entitled The End of the Beginning. Our guest that week was Florida Hospital President and CEO Daryl Toll. He is also a member here at the Florida Hospital Church. And we had a discussion that circled around this path that we are all on as Christians. And as we often misinterpret these beautiful freedom of the narrows, and instead we like to embrace the struggle of the unconstrained, wide open spaces. So I thought this would be a perfect episode to start off this two weeks of Rewind. So enjoy episode 86, which is a rewind of episode 10, the end of the beginning. Hey, everyone. Welcome to 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. It's episode 10. And uh, your, this is your weekly midweek break to reconnect with Florida Hospital Church family and the topics that we are discussing on a weekly basis. We always take a look at the previous week's message and our guest today, and we'll give a peek at what's coming up next week. Our first guest this week is someone you all know and love. It's our senior pastor, Andy McDonald, who you know, contrary to popular belief, he is not on vacation, but I keep I hearing that. I am a... working. <laughs> <laughs> and even more exciting, we have Daryl Toll, President and CEO of Florida Hospital. So welcome back, Andy, and thank you, Daryl, for taking the time to be here. It's great to be here. So before we begin, as usual, I want to remind you, go back and check out last week's podcast, Living with Focus. Uh, that message was by Donna Bursky, and Tammy Sinkamani was also in the studio with us. And we decided basically that the journey without focus will be a long and twisted road. So try to avoid doing it without focus. You can find all of our episodes on Spreaker by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. Of course, there are mobile apps for Apple and Android. We're on iTunes, so make sure that you subscribe there. That way you'll never miss an episode, and you'll find us in your feed early, early on Wednesday. And then do please share that with all of your social media outlets and tag us with the hashtag FHC podcast. This week, we are on week four of our series, Unfinished, and Daryl was the uh, person bringing the message, and we were it was week three of our sports or sporting analogy-led messages <laughs> called The End of the Beginning, which I completely loved. And so uh, tell us what brought you or how you came to this message this week. You know, it really was a, a sense of my personal journey, my, my uh, childhood on up views of spirituality, views of the religious life, and this this concept of circling. Yeah. And the idea that you feel like you're getting somewhere and then all of, a, all, all of a sudden you're back at the beginning. That really started me thinking. And I saw a, a documentary on this crazy marathon, and it was all about circling. And I thought, man, the two just came together. And it was a 
It was um, a God thing, I think. So are you a runner? I am. Excellent. I am a runner now. Because you didn't it, really share that part because the rest of us were losers, as I recall, because we didn't do five marathons. Five marathons in 60 hours. <laughs> Which is crazy. That's crazy. And I'm not that kind of runner, uh, just to be clear. I do like to run uh, so I can eat. That, that's my that's my driver. <laughs> that's my game. motivation. Well, that's yes. a good end game. I don't, I I don't mind so. that. What's your, what do you race? Uh, I have done 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. I like those three best because they don't require a lot of preparation. I run every day uh, just for exercise, but I have done one marathon. Be honest, how uh, was it? It was hard. I've done it a half. Was, I did my first half yeah. last year, and I've contemplated the other, but thinking maybe not. But you know, you know what's great is um, if you've done one marathon, you're a marathoner. Yeah, just as much as if you've done ten. So I. Hey, that's the moniker that sticks. Right? Then it sticks. That's I, awesome. I, I, I've watched marathons, <laughs> so close. I think that's very. Yeah, we're going to be honorary. I think it's honorary. Yeah, it's, it's there honorary. must be a medal somewhere. For no, that. I think there is. <laughs> well, the first part that struck me about your sermon—I mean, it was a, a feel-good chuckle moment—but when you started talking about the Berkeley marathons and Gary, the starter <laughs> who lights a cigarette before every to start these right. these crazy marathons, and I thought. If Gary lights a cigarette at the beginning of each marathon, he would have died of cancer long ago <laughs> if he was the starter of any of my spiritual marathons. Oh, boy. That's I stink, true. I stink at this. <laughs> so the circle, I mean, the analogy and yeah. so much of what you were talking about that journey was so vibrant to me. It equated to my story. Yeah. And I think a lot of people find that they, they found themselves in that same place where there's the fear of the narrow versus the, you know, the highway to hell is wide and, right. the, and the road right. is narrow. Talk about, I guess the part that I left with in, in part was the way you described the narrows was inviting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's, I think that's really the part that we often miss out on is that sometimes the seemingly worst part about everything can be the most, can be the, the best part. Right. You know, I'm with you. If the marathon is the apt analogy, I would have circled back and run so many. <laughs> thinking of it in terms of my effort, mm -hmm. right. thinking of it in terms of what, what I can self-generate or if I'm trying to save myself, it's this never-ending disappointment. And then there's this waking up, this kind of realization that it's, I can't finish me. Right. It, it's it's not possible. And that's where, when you think about how you interpret things, like Bible verses, a lot of times it's an issue of trust. It, trust in who God is. You read right. it, you have a negative interpretation versus a positive interpretation. I think sometimes that's a question about who God is. And for me, the reading of the narrow road and the words in there are pretty frank about it being difficult, which I believe it is difficult to stay focused on God. Sure. But but when you look at what the narrow can actually be a very appealing and wonderful thing, right. this focus on God, compared to the, the analogy of Zion National Park and, and the narrows and walking in cool water in the shade outside of the sun versus the wide desert where you can wander and die, yeah, it, it's, it's a refreshing and wonderful place to be rather than an onerous and terrifying place to be. And for me, that was, I had to come to that through living. But sometimes we need somebody to help us along that journey, right? Yes. I mean, because the negative, when you, you just said the negative interpretation maybe of a verse, which then could lead us to a negative interpretation of God, which is easy when the narrows don't seem friendly and cool water and inviting. Right. So 
you kind of mentioned that in, in the course of this marathon that you have to hand in pages from a book, the page <laughs> number that go along with your race bib number. Right. So to me that the first thing I thought of was, well, that's, that's kind of an accountability partner on this crazy circling journey. Yeah. And I thought, you know, as a church, we're trying to be this church without walls and we're trying to be there for people and be in our community. What do we do? What does that look like for us to be that accountability partner for people that when they feel like the negativity from God is there, how do we help them? The way you described the narrows, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. <laughs> but sometimes we need somebody to say, you know, it's maybe not exactly what you think, or maybe I can help you with what you're going through. That's such a big deal. I think God needs us in many ways, and he can even give us the words. I've felt that happen before. Sure. I didn't have the words. All of a sudden, you realize you have a new insight. And I think he needs our help interpreting him to people who may have gotten a really bad picture of him. There are people out there who want to feel better than you and squash you and make you feel bad in your spiritual journey. There are people out there like that, and I think God calls us to be the opposite. As right. a church collectively and as individual friends who who love people and can interpret God um, for them through the way we live and the way we interact with them as friends, as as the loving, generous God that he is and that we experience in our lives. We have an authentic message, each of us, because we've experienced that Right. And we're not just talking theory. And sometimes it's the theory that scares people. Yeah, we can, we can be like Job's friends and encourage. There you go. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Poor re- Job. <laughs> I'm, I'm restudying Job right now. And it's really interesting. What caused me to restudy it is at the very end of Job, God says to Job, hey, your friends are crazy. They, don't, they're, yeah. they got it all wrong. And yet we still quote some of their comments to Job as if that's who God is. Right. And so, to, again, the whole idea of what, how can we give a proper picture of who of who God is, everything that God is in the Old Testament has to match Jesus. Yeah. And that's sometimes it's really hard to, to draw those lines and to help people see that connection. It is. We, yeah, we catch ourselves saying the same kinds of things Job's friends say. And, and there's this idea of an on-again, off-again relationship with God, mm. the circling. Right. And it, someone once helped me. They, they helped me reinterpret that, which was a powerful moment in my life. They said, my wife's name is Stacy. They said, you married Stacy. <laughs> now, are you the perfect husband every day? Of course not. No. But you're still married to Stacy. It's not like the day you had a bad day. It's all over. It's over. <laughs> and the day you had a great day, it's back on. It's not on again, off again. It's on. And it's just daily relationship and sometimes hard work. Yeah. That helped it's me. A, that helped me. It's a covenant relationship. It's a covenant yeah, relationship. You're, you're, you're in. And sometimes, like you say, people begin to think, people will, be, will I be saved? I, you know, right. I hope I make it to heaven. And just to have that, that questioning thing versus having the confidence in Christ that says, okay, that's a done deal. Mm. Now, how do we live our lives to be beneficial to humanity and make the world Bring a better place for being God. here? Yeah. Right, right. But if it was easy, we wouldn't have the story of the Israelites, right? <laughs> I mean, did you mention yeah, that? Was he that did. Okay, yeah. 11, 11 the, mile the walk. Certainly, right. this, this 11 day walk that turned into 40 years. <laughs> right, right, because the funny part was at the, I was at first service and then I was on as deacon for second. So we were in the uh, worship cafe for a portion of it. I was checking on the chat, and of course, John was in there on the chat. and that came through and a comment came across about, well, you know, the, the here you have the Israelites in the 11-day walk and the 40-year journey and how that, you know, basically multiplied. But, you know, a lot of times I think we look at them and go, well, 
wow. I mean, they saw the miracles. I mean, performed oh, all. Th- I mean, yeah. while they were in Egypt, the, the Red Sea, the yeah. you know all those different things, and yet, and, and you know, God, the pillar of fire, and all the you know Moses and the, all this stuff, and yet they consistently made horrible choices right. that extrapolated this journey into something of epic proportions, mm-hmm. if we kind of laugh and go, man, if, I mean, if I'd have seen that Red Sea, boom, <laughs> that would have been it. I would have right. been golden. Right. A lot of times, I don't think we fare as well as they did. We think the tangible um, mm-hmm. would somehow make it easier. They had a, a tangible representation of God, of the cloud and the fire and these miracles that, that were right. amazing. And they would immediately, in the face of difficulty, get to grumbling and complaining and scheming against Moses and shouting against God. And and it's ama- it's an amazing thing because all of that was about the human factor, that somehow I have to figure this out. And over and over again, that proved to be impossible for right. them or for their leaders. And God kept saying, let me do it. Let mm-hmm. me do it. But they didn't want to. They didn't want to rely on that. They, they wanted to rely on the humanity that surrounded them and that and their leaders and and they kept losing faith even when they could see God which we see with those who spent every day with Jesus we see it over and over again so yeah for us in this relationship that's um you could argue is less tangible right it's more right. spiritual we it's not surprising we struggle with this it's not, but it doesn't make it any easier when you're in the <laughs> middle of that and you you know maybe you are job and have those friends who are of absolutely no use yeah. Well, I think also, you know, our, our whole American culture is so, we're, I mean, years and years and years of history and uh, just some things we've really attached ourselves to is the whole concept of you get what you earn. Yes. You know, if you, if you work hard yeah. and you save, you'll be able to prosper. And so that's just ingrained in who we are. And then, of course, that's part of the sin problem as well, you know, right. relying on self. And so it's just natural in our spiritual world we begin to believe, oh, I've got to do this. I have to somehow make this happen as opposed to focusing on God. And it's our where our focus is and that God does his work in us. That's just a – that's a really – I think that's what's hard. It's hard, yeah. If it's if it's our own merits, it's going to be just collapse after collapse, and and shame will build up then, and then shame in life is a very destructive force, and that's really something that just tears people's souls apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why God says it's not your merit; it's my merit right. that saves you. And to me, that's a big deal, and it's counter to the the meritocracy arguments yes. that we as Americans, like you mm-hmm. say, are very used to. But very hopeful at the same time. Yeah, I, right. I've I've uh, I've had a long career of trying to make sure that we keep in touch with our human depravity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when when you really begin to think that you're somebody, that's what Paul says. You know, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. Mm-hmm. When, as soon as we begin to put any confidence in ourselves. And our accomplishments and our obedience and our following you know all the all the right things we're in, we're on a really dangerous path because there's there's it's just a dead end yeah. uh, if, you, if you, there's no hope in me, our hope is all in christ it's, it's not just dangerous it it's absolutely fatal yeah, people think well maybe right. no it's fatal because the recognition that the devil could fool a third of the angels in heaven mm-hmm. to me is just a demonstration given my own <laughs> depravity. There, there, there's no hope outside of God the, leading my life and standing it, in my stead. You called it fatal. There's a great quotation in Steps of Christ where it says that um, some people think that all you have to do is develop the good that lies within you, mm. and that's a fatal flaw. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's, it's not possible to move yourself beyond that uh, by doing it yourself. It's just mm-hmm. it's, it's 
Futile, futile and fatal. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite sermons that I've ever heard was basically— Was this one, right? I don't was remember this... preaching that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he got in trouble <laughs> twice for that one. Oh, man. That was a smackdown. That's, you couldn't see the, the epic like, proportions. That's like this, this week when a person came up at a church and said— I thought the sermon that was really good, better than your usual. Oh, <laughs> oh man, Ouch. that's going to leave a mark. Um, but essentially, that in very just upfront words, show me some place in the Bible where there's anything that you can do to enhance, promote, or you know make your salvation more full than it is at the cross. And if mm. it is, if you think that, essentially, what a slap in the face to Jesus, sure. who who came and gave yeah. everything that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the whole pull myself yeah. up by the bootstraps. Yeah. We all know people that still struggle with you know am I saved? And man, that's hard when you see someone because you want to say I'm I'm one of the worst sinners out there. I've, you know I'm guilty as charged. That that's without question. And yet I never worry about how things are going to turn out or how things are going to go. We just keep moving on because that's what we have to do and trust that you know we ask for forgiveness and we continue to go to Christ with what we need. But you see a fear in them, and and you talked about that. Mm -hmm. And that was one thing I kind of wanted as we kind of wrap up here was that you said fear causes us to build walls or fortresses. And there's so much going on here at at Florida Hospital Church that's in the right direction. You hate to see people that get kind of get caught in this trap of, I think I can do something better. Like you said, Andy, we can make this, try to make something good in ourselves. Is there anything, just maybe one point that we could just give somebody tangible that's kind of rolling through that point right now? They're in the circle. They're, you know, looking for the, they're trying to get to the finish line once, you know, before they yeah. jump back in. What, what, what can we leave them with that would be something to uplift? Well, for me, I think, first of all, it's normal to feel like there's that circling and sometimes to doubt the power of the cross. I think we all go through those moments. And so people shouldn't be in despair that they had a feeling like that. But to recognize quickly that rather than building walls and building a a works-based infrastructure, to turn back to God and and recognize the power of the gospel is just transformational every time that happens. Excellent. Yeah, Yeah, the whole tearing down of the walls, uh, recognizing that, that you can't protect yourself from evil and you can't make yourself good. Either one of those are really outside of your realm. And to be able just to, to have that surrender and say, hey, you know, this is not about me. This is about what God has done. As in Adam, all sin. As in Christ, all are made righteous. Surrender is a great word. Yeah. Rest in it, right? <laughs> Excellent. Hey, thanks for joining this Rewind episode of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. Tune in again next Wednesday morning for episode 87, which will be a rewind of episode 15. So if you haven't heard that episode, or even if you have, take another test drive and listen again. So until next week in episode 87, this is Randy saying aloha from Hawaii, and we will talk to you then.